0: Thank you to our generous underwriters on Sharper Iron, the Lutheran Church Extension Fund, where your investments help support the work of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. Visit lcef.org for more information, and Luther Classical College, college for Lutherans by Lutherans, opening in fall 2025. Learn more at lutherclassical.org. On this Thursday, October 6th, we're studying Deuteronomy chapter 33, verses 18 to 29, Moses finishes his blessing upon Israel before he dies. Today's text includes his blessing upon the tribes of Zebulun, Issachar, Gad, Dan, Naphtali, and Asher. To help us sharpen our faith in Christ as we study God's Word today, we have with us regular guest, Pastor Matt Wheatfelt. Pastor Wheatfelt serves as the Assistant Vice President of Admission and the Director of Christ Academy Program at Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Pastor Wheatfelt, Welcome back to Sharper Iron. Thank you, Pastor Oppel. It's a great joy to be with you again. Tell us how things are going there at the seminary, Pastor Wheatfeld. What do you have coming up?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, things are going very well. We just started our academic year about a month ago now, and uh, we're getting ready for um, our Uh, annual fall visits. So we've got our prayerfully consider visit October 13th through 15th. Uh, That is geared towards folks who are currently in a career um, and even those uh, college students that might be interested in learning more about the seminary. Um, Again, October 13th through 15th. And then our college academy for Christ Academy, all uh, geared towards our college age students, is October 28th through October 30th. And more information about both of those programs is available at ctsfw.edu.
0: Very good, Pastor Wheatfelt. Sounds like a lot of great things are happening there in Fort Wayne. So, we get to talk about Deuteronomy 33, the end of the chapter today not the most commonly known text in the scriptures but it is the word of god and worth our time to read and understand even if we have to to struggle through a little bit some perhaps things that maybe we're just not as familiar with but i know we will find Goodness here in God's word for us today. So, give us some context. What should we know about Deuteronomy? What Moses has been up to as he approaches the very end of his life here?
1: Absolutely. So, Deuteronomy is obviously the the last of the five books of Moses. Uh, Moses is getting ready to hand off the children of Israel uh, to. Um, to the next servant of the Lord Joshua and uh, it's really interesting to see how Moses is setting the people up for what would be hoped be success um, so throughout the whole of uh, Exodus, Uh, And following through Deuteronomy, we see the children of Israel being reincorporated into uh, this covenant and incorporated and reincorporated into the covenant between them and God, a covenant that God begins with them at Mount Sinai. He then uh, really lays things out as to who he is and who they are, uh, in, in the way of the 10 commandments or the 10 words. And then, um, they begin their wandering and they wander for the 40 years. And, uh, now they're getting ready to enter into the promised land. And so the, the Deuteronomy as a book is set up in way that it is to show how God is renewing the covenant. He's not making a new covenant, but he's renewing the covenant that he had made between him, he and the Israelites at Mount Sinai. And it's it's also a reminder, um, and it's it sets as it's set as a reminder of that for. Uh, their entry into the promised land. So it's, it's a good, it's, the timing is great. The timing for this is great because you um, know as they enter into the promised land, the Lord's basically saying now, before we go into the promised land, I want you to remember this. And he uses Deuteronomy to do that. And, and, and so throughout the whole, the whole of the book, there's, the, uh, the historical context behind how this renewal happens there's the stipulations of how the how the covenant is to work in way of what the law actually looks like so there's a re- repeating of ceremonial laws and moral laws and civil laws um there's a repeat of of, of a ratification um as one commentator put it um uh, of the covenant itself. And then finally, there is this kind of plan for succession um, as the children of Israel enter into the new and enter into the promised land. So it's no longer going to be Moses who isn't given to go into the promised land with the children, but it's going to be Joshua and Joshua leading the people forward, and in that little section of the su- succession plan, um, then there's more repeating of the word of the Lord. There's the song of of Moses, but then it, this this really kind of interesting piece um, on the M- Moses's death foretold, um, which then we see you know Moses's death foretold, and then. In 34, Moses actually dies. But then we come to this section in 33, where Moses is giving his final blessing uh, to Israel, uh, group by group by group by group, and it's uh, and then finally ending with a blessing of all of Israel. So that's where we find ourselves today.
0: All right. So the blessing of all of Israel. And and talk well, we've we've covered a few tribes already. We're covering the rest of of the tribes. One one thing that we talked a little bit about yesterday, just to again put some some flesh on the picture so it's not as just a totally two dimensional, like, okay, a bunch of words. We talked a little bit yesterday about how there's parallels in this chapter to what Jacob does for his sons in Genesis 49. And so there you've got, you know, the patriarch Jacob himself and his 12 sons. So these 13 people are all together and Jacob blesses them as a father blesses his sons there's some parallels here but it's Moses blessing not the physical sons but the tribes the the sons of the sons who are here in front of him and yet at the same time he's got this fatherly role you know and and we talked a little bit about it yesterday but I'd love to hear you talk a little bit about it too just the to see the love that Moses has for these people even at the you know especially here at the very end of his life I think that, that adds some good context and flavor to this text that otherwise might be like, boy, this is strange. Well, maybe we don't understand every single detail, but boy, the, the picture of, of a father blessing his children and, and the leader of a people blessing these people that he has come to love as his children, man, that there's a lot, I think, that... That's an important thing to keep in mind as we read these words.
1: Absolutely, I think it's it's utterly crucial to see that the you know part of the point of what Moses is writing here is the fact that one he has led them as the leader of the as God's given leader to them um, out of slavery, out of bondage, out of Egypt has carried them and has has kind of has been the go between between God and them um, for. Uh, the whole relationship between he and Israel, he's he's bare, he's born. Uh, you know the brunt of their um, their their mocking, their scorning, their um, complaining, their, grime, their 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 uh, gro- groanings, uh, all of that. But at the same time, the Lord has blessed him through them as well. And he has been able to lead them successfully to really the the, the gates of the promised land. And they're about to enter in. And even if he isn't about to enter in, he still rejoices that they, uh, as as a people, as uh, the people that uh, he has been able to lead... are going to enter in. So it really is fatherly, the way that he speaks to them. And I can imagine, um, you know, it's almost, it's almost like um, when uh, at the end of a, at the end of a, one of, one of our favorite family members, um, as they're at the end of their life, um, where they are, they're excited uh, to, to join Jesus, but they're also a little, scared. And the same thing goes, I think, with what Moses is experiencing here. He's excited. The people are excited, but they're also sad that the that the relationship is ending because they've meant so much to each other um, over the course of these last uh, 40 plus years. So there's a lot of feelings <laughs> uh, happening that's right. here. And that's, that's a good thing. That's a great thing. It's great that the Lord blesses us with those people in our lives that, you know, we, we, we will miss, but we rejoice in the fact that we will, this isn't, you know, our, the end of our lives is not um, the end of all things that we will be able to be with those uh, loved ones uh, who die in the faith. And uh, you know, we'll, we'll be able to rejoice at the, at the throne of God together.
0: Yeah. Well, and just you know, I mean, the way the way you are talking about thinking forward to eternity, it reminds me of the the end of Deuteronomy 32 where the death of Moses is foretold and of course that's what we get in the next text. So today's text is, you know, quite literally the last words of Moses in the book of Deuteronomy that we will, we will hear him speak. But it, in the in the foretelling of Moses' death in verse 50 of chapter 32, the Lord tells Moses, die on the mountain which you go up and be gathered to your people. And we talked about mm-hmm. when we looked at that text, you know, that, that way of speaking of death should be a comfort to us as Christians. That to die in Christ and then to be gathered to the people of the Lord, that, that, is, a, that is good news. So thinking about Moses having heard those words from the Lord and now speaking blessing, you know, he knows that that's where he's going to be gathered and and now he speaks this blessing. I, I think, with at least in part, with the hope that these people in front of him this day will also be gathered. To the to the people of the Lord upon their death. I mean, Saint I forget which epistle it is, but I, Saint Paul talks about that at least in at least one of his epistles that he he longs to see these these churches to whom he writes. He longs to see them and even present them before the Lord on the last day. It it seems maybe something similar is happening with Moses here as he blesses the the children of Israel.
1: Absolutely, I definitely think that there is something sim- similar to that going on here where. You know, in 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 many and various ways, you know, and, and I think it, he he's acting almost like any pastor would, like like Paul, like like you, like me, like at the at the end of our time of service, whether that be at that particular congregation or um, at the end of our lives, it's you know you you rejoice in the fact that you've been able to carry this congregation through um, God's uh, the the Holy Spirit's comfort and help uh, through faith given by the Holy Spirit to these to these believers here. You've been able to carry them uh, along the way, and now you hand them off to the next. Not knowing what's going to happen for you, but knowing that they, um, knowing that they are in good hands because they have a faithful pastor to take care of them. And even if the pastor doesn't know. Who that is going to be in the long run? Um, he knows that um, that the Lord provides, and the Lord the Lord will care for for this his his former flock. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think that's that's a maybe even the beauty of having Deuteronomy 33 where it is right before the death of Moses. You know, chapter 32 was the long song of Moses and it was it was a lot of judgment that, that the Lord speaks there in that song and it serves as a witness against the people. But if you go back one more to Deuteronomy 31, uh, Joshua fi- figures very prominently in that chapter and in a number of ways, Joshua is set apart as the leader of, for the people of Israel after the death of Moses. And, and in that sense, the people of Israel are commended into the care of Joshua as their God given leader who succeeds Moses. Yet at the end of the book of Deuteronomy, the, the last thing that Moses says is a blessing upon them, where he commends them ultimately into the care of the Lord Mm -hmm. and not that Joshua will do a bad job. I mean, Moses knows Joshua will be faithful and he is faithful as we'll see in the book of Joshua next, but that, that ultimately Moses is able to die in peace along with someone like Simeon because he knows that these people whom, whom he's led they're in the Lord's care ultimately. And and in that Moses can die with peace and hope.
1: Absolutely. And, uh, and know full well that, Um, We are we we we're fall your pastors your 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 leaders are we're fallen men but it's not because of anything we've done um, that uh, people uh, you know can rejoice in the faiths that they have it's all gift it's all gift given by the Holy Spirit and uh, we can rejoice that um, you know as as crummy of jobs as we can do sometimes that the Lord will provide and the Lord will carry. Uh, his people through to um, the ultimate promised land.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's right. Another another good example of this is is in Acts chapter 20, where St. Paul is leaving the church in Ephesus for the last time, and he's talking to the pastors there, and he urges them to pay careful attention to the flock. Paul even says, hey, I know there's going to be wolves that come in am- among you, so watch out. But, but finally, there too. Paul commends them in Acts 20, verse 32. He commends them to God and to the word of his grace. And and Moses gives similar commendation through the blessing to the tribes of Israel. Again, we have the second part of that text for us today. This is Deuteronomy 33, beginning at verse 18. And of Zebulun, he said, Rejoice, Zebulun, in your going out, and Issachar, in your tents. They shall call peoples to their mountain." there they offer right sacrifices, for they draw from the abundance of the seas and the hidden treasures of the sand. And of Gad, he said, "Blessed be he who enlarges Gad, Gad crouches like a lion, he tears off arm and scalp, he chose the best of the land for himself, for there a commander's portion was reserved, and he came with the heads of the people, with Israel he executed the justice of the Lord, and his judgments for Israel." And of Dan, he said, Dan is a lion's cub that leaps from Bashan. And of Naphtali, he said, O Naphtali, sated with favor and full of the blessing of the Lord, possess the lake and the south. And of Asher, he said, Most blessed of sons be Asher. Let him be the favorite of his brothers and let him dip his foot in oil. Your bars shall be iron and bronze, and as your days, so shall your strength be. There is none like God, O Jeshurun, who rides through the heavens to your help, through the skies in his majesty. The eternal God is your dwelling place, and underneath are the everlasting arms. And he thrust out the enemy before you and said, Destroy. So Israel lived in safety. Jacob lived alone in a land of grain and wine, whose heavens dropped down dew. Happy are you, O Israel, who is like you, a people saved by the Lord, the shield of your help and the sword of your triumph. Your enemies shall come fawning to you and you shall tread upon their backs. That's our text for today. That is Deuteronomy 33 verses 18 to 29. All right, so Pastor Wheatfield, we get to talk about the several tribes of the people of Israel, and none of these are, are terribly long. We saw a few longer blessings in the first part, particularly to Levi and to Joseph. Most most of these are pretty short until Moses wraps everything up and speaks to all of Israel there mm-hmm. at the end. So our text starts with Zebulun and if you're not careful you might miss it but Issachar's in there too. So take us into to the first part verses 18 and 19.
1: Absolutely. So yeah, the Lord the Lord blesses both Zebulun and Issachar here in um, in verses 18 and 19 and uh, I think holding both of them together, um, t- in order to you know share show some sort of um, relationship between the the, the the two of them, and uh, I think that really does help see how closely you know how and in in some way how close the brothers. Uh, were as well uh, when I mean, no, get hearkening back to to Jacob and uh, blessing blessing um, all of the brothers. Um, it, it, it's very interesting to, to to see that. But he, he uh, Moses starts rejoice, um, rejoice uh, in your going out re- and to Zebulun and rejoice in your tents is a car. So an outward and an inward rejoicing, um, and know uh, they shall call peoples to their mountains um, because the mountain is that place between um, the heavens and the earth. The mountain is where one goes. Um, it's in, like, like Mount Sinai. Um, it is that – it's that space – that is not the flat earth where man is. It's not the heavens where God is, but it's that in between where God um, and man are able to to dwell together, and that's why it goes on uh, to offer that that they're, they're to offer right sacrifices, um, to offer sacrifices that are uh, that are good to be offered um, uh, to God in thanksgiving, in ultimately what rejoicing. Uh, and to then draw from the abundance of the sea. So to receive the things, uh, that are, that are of good for the people, uh, and the hidden treasures of the sand, um, to be able to actually receive blessing from from the earth um, in thanksgiving and rejoicing uh, to because of what the Lord has done for His people here, and it's also uh, very interesting to see how exactly um, you know. How, how that will actually uh, come forth. Because, you know, w- as you said at the beginning of the, of, of the program, uh, Pastor Apple, it's not always as clear and as cut and dry as what, um, what we would like. <laughs> it's not giving us a roadmap or anything like that. Uh, but knowing that, uh, you know, this is the word of the Lord, he he does show forth and um, help us to see exactly what's going on, but not necessarily um, with with fine fine finite detail um, how that how that is actually gonna actually gonna happen.
0: Yeah, the the theme of joy comes through loud and clear through these two, and then the other thing that stands out to me is in verse nineteen that the joy of Zebulun and Issachar and they're going out and in their tent so whether wherever they are mm-hmm. they're going to be calling peoples to their mountains i mean it, it sounds it sounds like there's if, if, to use the just you know evangelism going on here that that these two tribes of israel are going to and of course all of israel is is to do this but they're to be that light to the nations the light to the gentiles calling peoples to you know offer right sacrifices to worship the true god and it it is you know it is striking, I think, then, that you know, this one of these tribes, at least Zebulun, is included in a quotation that matthew offers in his gospel he talks about the land of zebulun and i think it's Naphtali Naphtali. gets paired yep. with him in matthew 4 but that's where the you know the galilee of the gentiles this is where jesus mission starts of shining the light maybe some some echoes here in the blessing that moses gives to that same
1: passage i think so um especially you know looking i mean they're the they are the gateway into um the heathen uh, so to speak um And so in that, um, it it would make sense that they're, in a sense, almost a beacon on a hill bringing people to uh, the land, the land um, that is – meet right and solitary for one to, to be in. So that then, I mean, cause with, with these, with this land, um, you know, as you get deeper and deeper and deeper you, you know, and closer, especially to the heart of, of, of the life, the worship life of Israel that's found in Jerusalem, there's, there's not necessarily like a holy, a holier space because it's, because of the land, because of its, its proximity, but it's always, because of where the worship life of Israel is found. Yes, you know, synagogues are, are, are in each in each town, they're able to worship, but where is where is the culmination of worship done? It's done in is it's done in Jerusalem. And so um uh Zebulun and Naphtali, um, you know, they're they're the place where you pass through in order to get to uh, in order to, for the heathen, in order for the unbeliever, the person outside of Israel to get to um, Jerusalem and ultimately to make their way there. and I mean, Jerusalem, it, it, Jerusalem's import for the Christian is, is obvious as well, just with it being the place where our Lord is crucified. And even though um, it's not any different than any other land, there is special import there as well as um, – It just being, I mean, the center of our, I mean, the, the crucifix, the crucifixion of Jesus being, you know, the, the, the full atonement for all of our sins through his blood. It's, it's an important place for us too.
0: Uh, The other thing that I'm reminded of here with the idea of, of these two tribes, you know, being this, this light calling peoples to their mountain in the context of blessing it reminds me of the original blessing that God gave to Abraham, that he he received God's blessing so that in him, all families of the earth would be blessed. I mean, and I think, you know, you certainly see the Lord fulfilling that promise. This is what the Old Testament is all about. And I, maybe, you know, even a connection here to, to Christ, that why would God bless these these tribes who have been quite faithless as moses has rehearsed already in the book of deuteronomy why would he bless them well it is for the sake of bringing the christ into the world through whom all the world then is blessed and it is the purpose of israel to shine the light on this one who is christ the savior
1: absolutely and that's that i mean that's that is what israel is called to do as a people um you know it's uh, israel is the chosen uh people chosen um To be the people from which the Savior of the world comes, and um, you know, it just doesn't. It's not just a. It's not just gift given and received, but it's it's also gift. It's also uh, calls for Israel to also be the gift. To the world and to share that, and um, where Israel fails, the Church, the New Israel, is called to pick up that mantle and go, and not just to kind of rest on our laurels and rejoice that we've received this forgiveness, but also to share that forgiveness uh, with the whole of the world, in order that they too may come to faith, they too may come to the light that is Christ, and. Be fully forgiven of all of their sins. Also, it's a reciprocal relationship that um, you know within with living in vocation. um, That is, um, you know, as you receive, so you give, and as you give, so you receive. Living in that sort of an economy of giving and receiving, and receiving and giving.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's a good place to take our break. You're listening to Sharper Iron on KFUO. We're looking at Deuteronomy 33 with Pastor Matt Wheatfelt. We will be right back. Please stick around. Welcome back to Sharper Iron. It is Thursday, October 6th. We're studying Deuteronomy 33 verses 18 to 29 with Pastor Matt Wheatfelt. He serves as the Assistant Vice President of Admission and the Director of the Christ Academy Program at Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Pastor Wheatveld, prior to the break, we talked about the blessing given to Zebulun and Issachar in verses 18 and 19. Next, Moses turns and gives a blessing to Gad. What does Moses have to say to that tribe?
1: Moses here um, in blessing Gad uh, says, um, Blessed be he who enlarges Gad. Gad crouches like a lion. He tears off the arm and scalp. Uh, And so here in verse 20, you know, uh, Moses' blessing and, and, and giving a blessing to Gad begins, um, unlike he did with uh, Zebulun and Issachar, with the actual blessing. Actually, uh, blessed be. Um, so, and how how is ble- how how are they blessed? Well, or who who was blessed? Uh, begin there. Uh, those who in, uh, enlarge Gad. Those who help Gad. Uh, grow. Um, Those who are in GAD and uh, and are helping uh, in in childbearing and and not just helping in childbearing, but also, I mean, I think it's always helpful to realize, yeah, I mean, we're all part of this, both the childbearing and the childrearing and uh, raising that child in the way and in the name of the Lord. I mean, that's just as important as actually bearing uh, the child and bringing a child forth into the world. It's, it, and even, frankly, it's even more important because, yes, the, the child bearing um, brings life into the world, but child rearing and bringing a child into the faith brings, brings forth into eternal life, not just temporal life in this life, but eternal life as well. So Gad crouches like a lion. He tears off uh, arm and scalp, and uh, he um, he is uh, so he's, he's he's a stealthy uh, lion. He, he he takes care of of what needs to happen and makes sure that that, that, that happens uh, in for for the best of, of of what he what he tries to do.
0: So the the theme of lion continues into Dan as well. I mean, so just take us into Dan, the lion's cub there.
1: And so Dan then is is the lion's cub uh, that leaps from Bashan. Um, it, it just that that, that uh, Dan is also um, the one who uh, is 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 there is as is it. It, uh, learning the way of, of 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 what the lion does and how the lion uh, actually is to uh is to act it's like um it's like you know the i think something that's a little bit more tangible for us to see is the relationship between a cat and a kitten the cat is stealthy is taking care of things while the kitten might be playful. It's also learning, uh, what the cat and how the cat is to act, um, in, in many and various ways. And how does it do that? It does that by, by, by leaping at things and bounding at things and pouncing on things. And, uh, and, and, and that's what, uh, uh, that's that's what um, I think you know th- this blessing here uh, for for Dan also looks like it's 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 new, it's young, but it's growing. It's doing exactly what uh, it has been called to do. And backing up just a little bit um, to that to you know think through the continued blessing from Gad um, just that it, that it, Gad is, uh, taking the choice uh, of best land for himself that the, the commander's portion uh, was reserved and that this is, you know, every in, in battle, every soldier is divvied up some of the, 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 the plunder from war, but the commander's given the choice pieces, the, the best of why not because he is better than anyone in and of himself, but he's, he's the one that has led in battle. He has, he has done, uh, good in the eyes of of his brethren, and he cares for and helps out uh, helps out out his fellow man, and because of that, he is rewarded uh, even more so. And then, um, in that kind of I guess B section, twenty one B. That he's here executing justice, uh, the ex- executing the ju- justice of the Lord um, and his judgments for Israel as head of the people, uh, caring for the people in that way. That he's not doing anything more than what he has been called to do, but he's he's taking care of that, uh, c- taking care of that in the way that he needs to.
0: I'm glad you went back to, to Gad. I was going to pick up the, particularly the matter of the, the justice and the judgments. I mean, that's such a, an important theme for the book of Deuteronomy. Over and over again, we've seen Moses talk about the importance of, of justice. And it being tied to particularly the word of the Lord, that it is, justice is found in the word of the Lord and listening to him and obeying what he has said, keeping his commandments. And so, you know, with with Dan, or excuse me, Gad here, the name, the name Dan is related to judge or judgment. So that's maybe why I was thinking that. Uh, but, but here with Gad, you know, the mention of justice, again, is, I think, a, a significant one. And again, thinking about Moses speaking to the people at the end of his life rehashing some of the things he's he's talked about and and within the blessing the blessing will be found as they listen to the lord's
1: word and and do the justice that he gives them there absolutely and as they listen to the Lord's word so they're also blessed uh they're blessed because um, the Lord continues to bless in his word uh in in what he gives to um, his people, and because He speaks His word, uh, that word is a blessing to us, as uh, it shows us the. I mean, it, you know, speaking in the way of Jesus, the way of the truth, and the life, uh, as the Word of God is, um, and it, uh, it it continues to aid and guide us uh, all the days of our life. So it it remains a blessing for us um, as we as we walk through uh, these times as we. Um, As we uh, continue to see what the Lord uh, gives and how the Lord blesses, it's all—it's all amazing blessing that we receive from Him
0: the amazing blessings continue in this text. The next son that we have, the next tribe we have, we, we talked about Dan, now we're on Naphtali in verse 23. What does Moses say to Naphtali?
1: So the, the Lord says to, to Naphtali that Naphtali is, it has stayed, has sated, uh with favor. That is, it's, 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 it's completely immersed within the favor and that has full blessings of the Lord and possesses the lake and, and the South. And so the, and, so Moses just continues to uh, layer these blessings on onto um, Naphtali as as the Lord has continued to give to them uh, his blessing, and as he continues to share with them uh, uh, what 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 he ultimately is going to give to them in the promised land and how that how that exactly is is going to work, and um, something that um, is quite. Um, you know, good and 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 and, and right and salutary. Um the, the the Lutheran Study Bible has a note um, in regard to uh, favor and r- in regard to to blessing uh, this in, it, uh, that uh, ble- the blessing of the Lord uh, comes as uh, as happy and as blissful, having been gifted to the Lord and gifted by the Lord, um, that it is, uh, it is it is it uh, is to be bestowed uh, a, an ability. Uh, for success um, and to, uh, to praise a person for the abilities for success. So the Lord, you know, as Moses is blessing them, he's blessing them towards success uh, that they may take the land uh, that the Lord has promised to them and that they may um, continue to be a people of God towards great success not because of their own works but because of what the lord has has given to them and how the lord has cared for them
0: Mm -hmm. professor harstad in his commentary mentions the the idea of being sated or or satiated with favor and, and he he recalls the ministry of jesus In the region of naphtali we mentioned earlier it's in zebulun and naphtali that's matthew 4 quoted from isaiah that that's where jesus starts his ministry and so in that way naphtali is satiated with god's favor as jesus shines the light to the gentiles there The last son of Israel, the last tribe that's mentioned here in Moses' blessings, is that of Asher? That's verses 24 and 25. What does Moses have to say to the tribe of Asher?
1: Moses says, blessed be the sons of Asher and let them... Uh, Let, let him be the favorite of his brothers and let him dip his foot in oil. Uh, You know, the, the idea of, 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 of the dipping of of feet into oil is, uh, you know, in the ancient world, um, and even, I mean, even in the, just in the mid East, it's such a dry, dry, dry climate. And so how does one keep oneself, um, um, smooth and keep their skin feeling soft it's always through through oil and that's that's but oil is not an easy thing to come by it is it is a very difficult thing coming in in with a difficult process and so in order to um and it's a great it comes at, at a great price then because of that so it's not something so readily available but um to be able to have one's you know, dirty, dirty feet cleaned and dipped in oil, that's 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 an absolute um pleasure and absolute joy for for the people. And it really shows forth how he is favored among the brothers. And I think that's why also um um Moses ends with Asher as well um, that he uh, because you know, it kind of in the way of of, of uh, Hebrew way of thinking, you know you you know you don't start with with your top tier, but you end with your top tier um, you end with your the best with your favored your favored ones yet and then going into 25 your bars shall be iron and bronze so you'll have um, very expensive, sturdy, strong, pieces and they shall be your strength and it, it will it will help you along the way um in order to protect yourselves but also to to do things that others aren't able to do because they don't have access access to these things so the lord gives um through moses this blessing um to asher as he as he prepares them to go into the promised land and the, the
0: name Asher in Hebrew actually means blessed. Mm-hmm. That, that word often shows up in the, what you, you know, we talk about Beatitudes, and normally we think of those Beatitudes that are recorded in Matthew chapter 5 very particularly, but the word Beatitude simply means a, a saying that, speaks blessing. And so, you know, blessed are the poor in spirit, as Jesus said. So in Hebrew, this, this word Asher, that is the the name of this tribe, that is the word that often starts those blessings, those beatitudes. And so it's, it's very, I mean, certainly Moses means what he says here, but it's a, it's fitting that this one ends the sons of Israel. Cause that's the whole point of this chapter is to bless them. And, and in his name,
1: that's, you know, that's what it means. Absolutely. It, it, I mean, it, it means, I mean, yeah, he he really is blessed <laughs> among, that's above right. the brothers. <laughs> that's his, yeah. that, that's, that, that's the name of the game for him.
0: <laughs> so that, that ends then the listing of the tribes. And, and just as yesterday, we saw Moses have a, an introduction of sorts to this blessing, in verses 2 through 5, and then he he went into the, the various tribes. Now that he's finished, there's a, a conclusion in which he once again speaks to all of Israel. In verse 26, Moses speaks, there is none like God. He calls them O Jeshurun, which is a title for Israel we've seen in this chapter and earlier in Deuteronomy. It's, it's apparently not very common in the Old Testament, but it does show up a couple times. Uh, take us into what Moses says to O Jeshurun, this term for Israel.
1: Yeah. So in this term for Israel, it could be like beloved or, uh, you know, it's a melding of names together, but a very rare, um, very, very rare use, but like it's, it's, um, it's a very special kindred name for, um, for Israel. But the Lord says, um, who rides, uh, no, there is none, there is, there is none like God. Who rides to the heavens to your help uh, who, through the skies in His Majesty? And I think the thing to focus on is why is He doing this in the first place? It's for your help. It's to aid you. It's to guide you. It's to lead you. The Lord is the one at the helm. While um, Moses might be dying and Joshua might be coming forward, it's the it is simply. Um, God, who is the the stable stay, you know, I think about, you know, the, the passing of, of Queen Elizabeth and, uh, you know, whereas she may have ruled for uh, 70 years, it, it, she also realized that it wasn't really – that's not really the important thing. The fact that, that God is taking care of the people um, over that 70-year reign and longer um, – uh, from her father to her grandfather, so on and so forth, all the way back to the. To, it is God who is is here caring for His people. The same here in the United States. It's you know regardless of whatever your political affiliation, it's God has placed the root, the 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 president, Congress, what have you, in place at this time for this time, and um, they are His instruments um, for good, for bad, for indifferent. And um, we, that's why it's so important for us to, to pray for our rulers, pray for those who govern us, pray that the, the Lord would give them his wisdom to lead and guide as, as uh, the scripture says, so that we can lead peaceable and quiet lives. Um, that is so that, uh, you know, the, the, the work of the Lord may be done and that we, as his people may, may be cared for and may, and may flourish as well.
0: The other thing that stands out in verses 26 and 27, addition, you mentioned Jeshurun, that unique title, Beloved, perhaps. I think that's the way the Septuagint takes it. Mm-hmm. We talked a little bit about there's a, a thought of, in the Hebrew of an uprightness, which was that really factored into the song of, of Moses in chapter 32. But again, used again here, and especially in the context of Moses emphasizing the the uniqueness of god the exclusivity of god he's the only one there's no one else like him and he's the eternal one so I we this i think takes us back to where we where we were started and it even with the idea that you know moses is commending the people into the care of the lord finally and it even I, I suppose takes it takes moses back to where he started, at least his leadership of Israel in Exodus chapter three, where he meets the Lord in the burning bush and he asks the the Lord's name and the Lord says, I am who I am. So at the beginning of his ministry in Israel, he is reminded of the Lord's eternal nature, that he is the one who is the eternal God, your dwelling place. And now at the end of his ministry, he, he reminds Israel of that That very same truth that he learned through the name of God so long ago, now he leaves them with that as he prepares to die.
1: And as he prepares to die, um, he, he, he knows that they are going to be well taken care of because the Lord doesn't abandon them. The Lord is still with them. The Lord is guiding them. The Lord is leading them.
0: Yeah, that's right. So he is he is present with them. That's verses twenty six and twenty seven. Then into to twenty eight and twenty nine. Now we do hear the name Israel and Jacob again, and again. These are the the last words of Moses in the book of Deuteronomy. How does how does Moses wrap things up in these last two verses of the chapter?
1: I think with the way Moses. So Moses is in in, a, in almost like a chiasm. Um, you know, begins and ends with. Um, this care of the Lord, this care that the Lord has given um, the, the reminding of them, how he has, he has cared for them. And then how this, how, how it, how it concludes um, that, that the Lord will still care for them. So Israel lives in safety and Jacob lived alone in, in the land of grain and wine, whose heavens drop down dew. That's the Lord. It's that it's, it's, it's a, it's a place that is, 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 being cared for that the place that the Lord's hand is at work in that, he, that they may be um, safe. That they may be secure that they may have exactly what they need to survive and food and water and, and water and wine. And, and, and that the heavens uh, continue to care for uh, this land that the Lord gives to them and that how the, how, how the Lord will provide for them in, that space and at that time. And uh, because of that, in 29, happy are you, O Israel, who is like you, a people saved by the Lord, that the Lord is the one that, uh, that is at the, the heart of this, that you have been saved Ah, uh, you've been taken out of the land of of egypt. you've you've been traveling here uh, over these forty years and uh, now you you are entering into the promised land, the land that you' fought fa- that, that that has been promised to your fa- to you, to your fathers, to your forefathers, from generation to generation, you are now about to live this. and where Moses is not following them, the the Lord is still caring for them along the way. so they ought to be happy to be glad, to rejoice, to have joy in themselves. the And as it continues, the shield is our help. The sword is our triumph. And who is the one raising that? It is the Lord uh, who is raising up shield and, and sword to in order to shield, to block uh, the enemy, but also to help. Triumph to act as offense uh, with the sword and defense with the the shield uh, against the the enemies of of the Lord and as it continues. Your enemies shall be fawning to you and you shall tread on their backs. That's that is the sign. That is the the symbol of victory. That you're able to walk over your enemies, and it's it's you know it, it makes it sound so easy and so simple uh, that this is how how this is to happen. And uh, yeah, the Lord the Lord continues to care for His people, to provide and and to to ultimately um, help them through this time, and uh, to care for them and to guide them all the days of their lives, regardless of wherever they shall be. It is is the lord there uh, who is who is helping them the lord that is caring for them and that is providing for them all the all the days of their lives
0: the The word in verse 29 that's translated, happy are you, O Israel, is that same word that we were talking about earlier, the a- yeah, asher. asher, asher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, asher. So blessed are you is another way of, of thinking about what is being said here. So again, that that coming full circle. And then just the way that Moses speaks there in verse 29, who is like you, speaking now of, of Israel, a people saved by the Lord. You know, verse 26, he says, there's none like God. And now he tells Israel, and, and who is like you, you know, but what makes what makes Israel unique is not their great strength or power or their abilities. Moses has already talked to them about this in the book of Deuteronomy. It wasn't because you were so numerous or so powerful that the Lord chose you. you know, he chose you because he loves you. And, and here at the end now of Moses' words what what makes them unique it is that they are the people saved by the lord that that they have the lord's grace and this is a, a great comfort for the people of israel i mean think about what's what's going on here as we put it toward the beginning you've got the 40 year leader of the people of israel and they know he's about to die that's going to bring some fear and trepidation like what what next if we don't have moses anymore what's going to happen to us well here it is for you, O Israel. What makes you unique is that you are those saved by the Lord. Not that you are those led by Moses, but you are those saved by the Lord. And this is the same comfort that we have. We, we confess it each week in the creed when we talk about, you know, I believe in the, the holy Christian church. What, what makes us the holy Christian church? We are those saved by the Lord, made holy by him, who is like you. Uh, no one, because we belong to the Lord. And that's uh, just a, a wonderful comfort.
1: Absolutely. It's a comfort. It's a joy. It, it allows for us as as the people of God to, to just revel in the fact that he does actually care for us. He does actually want the best for us, but not at the best in, in in our way of thinking about things. It's not the best in the way of the world, but it's the best that the finest fare that he can possibly give. And translating that into our context, that's the forgiveness that he gives through Jesus' death on the cross. And that is his word that forgives. It is his sacraments that forgive. And that is then that leads us uh, to have relationship with each other and to to then be able to bestow that forgiveness, that love, that grace to our fellow man who uh, is in need of that as well, who needs to be cared for and and led and guided, um, and uh, and to be forgiven and to be shown the light of Christ, the light no darkness can overcome. And uh, it's 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 a great it's a great thing to be able to rejoice in that and to see the Lord's hand at work in everything. Um, that, that, that we do, and uh, how, regardless of whether we're Israel or the church, we're New Israel or individual Christians, it's the Lord at hand, uh, the Lord, and it, it, it really who's at uh, who has his hand to the plow for us as. As uh, he creates all good works for us to do, so he ultimately does bring them to completion through um, our hands, and um, you know, through our sinful hands. It's him that is, uh, is 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 caring for us, is guiding us, is 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 helping us through the whole the whole way.
0: Uh, Pastor, we felt we have. Just about two and a half minutes left on the morning. Help us summarize this text. Point us to Christ crucified from the blessing that Moses speaks at the end of his life.
1: I liken this blessing to, um, you know, also you know the ironic benediction, the the blessing um, that the, the that the priests conclude with um, as well, where they're you know, and the blessing that your pastor uses also on a Sunday morning, um, whereas that that benediction is so much shorter (laughs) than 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 this this blessing um so it it is called to conclude um the, the service uh, for that Sunday and sometimes the service of a pastor uh, over the course of his, his ministry, uh, that the, it is the Lord blessing uh, the people. I mean, Moses may be the one speaking this, but he's asking for the Lord to be with the people, to, to actually put his, his, his hands of mercy on the people and to care for them and to watch over them. As he is not able to go forward, so um, so he still be- he still loves these people with a fatherly love. Uh, as 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 many times as he's wanted to hit his head against the stone and hit sticks and all sorts of things against stones and in uh, anger against the people. I mean, partially the reason or the wholly the reason why he isn't able to go into the promised land, hitting a stick against a stone. Um, he, he he also loves these people. Um, he cares for these people and he wants the best for them. So, so we too, uh, you know, as parents, uh, as grandparents, as those who care for, uh, those, those young, but whether it's uh, physically young or young in the faith, you know, we want the best for them. they, we oftentimes hit our head against the wall when, when we see silly things done, but we ultimately do want the best for our people, the best for those whom we love and those whom we are called to care for. Um, So back to the benediction, um, the Lord is the one who's ultimately doing that. The Lord is ultimately the one caring for his people. The Lord is the one ultimately laying blessing on people so that when they transition from service to real world, when they, when the children of Israel transition from, um, not being in the promised land to being in the promised land. The Lord is the one who leads. The Lord is the one who guides. It is Christ who has forgiven. And it's Christ who has shed his blood so that we may have hope, not in ourselves, but in our God, in Father, Son, Holy Spirit, the name to which you are baptized, who continues to to lead you and guide you and care for you all the days of your life, whether you wherever you may go.
0: Pastor Matt Wheatfelt serves as the Assistant Vice President of Admission and the Director of the Christ Academy Program at Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne, Indiana, helping us today with Deuteronomy 33, verses 18 to 29. Pastor
1: Wheatfelt, thanks
0: for being our guest today.
1: My pleasure, Pastor Apple. Great joy being with you again. Can't wait till next time.
0: I am your host here on Sharper Iron, Pastor Timothy Apple of Grace Lutheran Church in Smithville, Texas. If you have any questions about Deuteronomy, or our upcoming series on the book of Joshua, send an email to KFUO at KFUO.org. We always love to hear from you. Thanks for spending the morning with us. Talk to you again tomorrow.